it's not the okay corral, but today there was a showdown on Amelia Island between some of the leaders of the ACC, including a group called the Magnificent Seven, who are looking to figure out what the heck is going on with this conference and how they can get some more money. We'll look into everything that happened on a very busy Monday on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. Today's show, we're going to talk about conference realignment. Look at some of the big news about a meeting on Amelia Island between ACC leaders on Monday. Now, if you have not been paying attention, there has been a group of football leaders in the ACC that are looking at potentially figuring out what they can do to either get out of the grants of rights deal or figure out how to get more money out of the conference. And on Monday, leader, uh, writer, excuse me, Ross Dellinger talked about some of the things that they're going through and looking at some of the pathways that this group could go through. So let's get into what the Magnificent Seven is. This feels like we're in like a, a Western here, except in this Western, it's not it's not John Wayne, you know, shooting out at the OK Corral. This is a bunch of ADs and university presidents talking about how to get more money out of college football so they can keep up with their neighbors in Tombstone. This today was the ACC leaders meeting and the Magnificent Seven. This group that is tired of the way things are going in the ACC. Of course, they are led by Florida State and Clemson. Through the past year, ever since we really have dove into the after the Big Ten and SEC announced their new media deals and the ACC is like, whoa, what's going on with our cut of the pie? Why are we so behind the eight ball right now? It's been Florida State. It's been Florida State and Clemson that have been leading the charge. So, of course, they're part of the Magnificent Seven. They're, they're the team. They're, they're the schools that want the biggest piece of the pie. I saw, uh, I think it was Florida State saying that the two of those schools claim that they bring in 50% of the television revenue in the conference. Again, I'm not there to, to analyze the data and tell you if they're right or not. That's a big number that they're, they're boasting about here. So that's two schools. Then you have NC State. You have UNC. You have Virginia Tech. You have Virginia. And I think I'm missing one. Who am I missing? There's a fifth team. And I'm totally blanking on who it is right now. There's one more ACC team that I'm totally... Oh, Miami. Of course. Yeah, well, why Why would, should I remember Miami? They're the school I feel like that has one of the worst arguments to get more money. You got these schools. They all they're they're now following the leader. There's seven teams now that are 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 jockeying for something. We don't know what that is, other than we know it's more money. 
Are they looking to dissolve the union? Because if they get, I, I would think if they have eight teams, eight schools, you could dissolve the grant of rights and fight it out in court. And But basically a majority of the ACC is gone at that point. That would be able to get you out of that. Or are they trying to just push Jim Phillips for that unequal distribution of revenue that we talked about on yesterday's show? So on to when when this group of seven they meet, then we hear from Brandon Marcello of Two Four Seven Sports that the meeting goes sixty six minutes longer than they expected, and that the leaders leave all unified in complete silence. There's not a word spoken as they exit that meeting. Other than it sounds like Boo Kerrigan, Corrigan of NC State sighing. Is that a good sign? Doesn't seem like it to me. It's good that, that no one, I, I mean, we've seen college sports. It's good that none of these ADs went to the media and just started barking and running their mouth. It's very good that Blake James didn't do that because the last thing I want is BC to be, I think many of us would want is for Boston College to be that school that is like acting holier than thou or anything like that. Nope. Every AD associated with the ACC is silent. They get in their car, they have no comment to the media and they exit. So a long meeting, uncomfortable silence, no comments to me. That is worrisome. That's not good. If they made any progress in that meeting, you better believe that some of those schools would have come out and said something. To me, saying nothing signals that there was dissent. And not just dissent, but to a level that they just needed to be quiet about it because maybe tempers got hot. Maybe there was such a um, wide gap between what the Magnificent Seven wanted and what the other schools wanted. Whatever the case, it does not seem good. It seems to me, I said this on yesterday's episode, the ACC is in trouble. I've said all along that Florida State and Clemson are are looking for any way to get out of this conference. They, They have their foot out the door. Unfortunately, there are other foots in a bear trap, which is this grant of rights deal. Have they figured out using this group, a way to circumvent the the deal that supposedly is legally ironclad. They may have. And what's worrisome about this is that if the ACC collapses, what does that mean for Boston College? Because this isn't locked on ACC we're talking about here. This is locked on BC. And I'm sure I'm going to get the Florida State and Clemson. And now that I've got, I'm talking about NC State and all these other schools, I'm going to get all them talking about why are you talking about this? You're in BC. I, 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 if you listen to yesterday's episode, I, I warned you of this, that I'd open up my comment section, which I know I shouldn't do. The first thing I see is, AJ, you're a Boston College fan. Why are you talking? Look, I am not a fan. I'm taking this from a media perspective. Now I'm taking it from the media perspective of what this means to Boston College. In our second segment, I'm going to look at 
what this could mean for BC, why this is worrisome, and why the future of Boston College is up in the air right now. And we should all be kind of getting a little nervous that they're not in better shape than they were just a week ago. We'll get into that in just a moment. But you know what is for certain? One things I love are the built Bars. Now, if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best-tasting protein bar ever. Built, you got to try these, folks. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, and I am trying my best to get healthier snack choices, you got to hit up the Bilts. The Bilt Bars and Bilt Puffs are delicious, healthy, and amazing. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're 100% covered in chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors that make me my mouth water just talking about it, including cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, and churro. I don't know how Built keeps doing these. They make bars that don't taste like a protein bar. They taste like a candy bar. You can get them on Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You get it 15% off. Or... You're going you're gonna to be surprised by this. You go to Walmart or Sam's Club, and you can get them right now. That's right. If you live close to a Sam's Club, run and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You're going to thank me later. So head on over to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get yourself a box of those puffs. This is Locked on BCI. I am your host, AJ Black. We're talking about the Magnificent Seven. And this group of ADs who we don't even know what the story is, but it looks like the ACC is in trouble. And this time, unlike in 2004, Boston College might be on the outside looking in. Now, this is no one's fault but BC. They've had years to spend. They've had checks upon checks and money and money and money to get things going here at Boston College. And they've been behind the eight ball for years. It's only been up until recently that you've seen more investment in the school, more money going into the programs like it should be. But they're playing catch up now. They're playing catch up after years of letting facilities get behind, letting, you know, underpaying for coaches, having admission standards that put them way, uh, you know, in, in a tougher situation than some of these other schools. And this is this is putting them in an in uh, an un unattractive situation if conference realignment does happen. So what does happen? Say let's pretend that the ACC dissolves. Say this magnificent seven decide we get one more team, we can get the grant of rights gone, and then the ACC disappears. What does this mean for Boston College? I don't think I. I honestly, in heart of heart, do not believe. A, 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 now that you know another year has passed, I get a few more gray hairs. I don't see the Big Ten as as a great landing spot for them. I don't. Well, not that great landing spot. I just don't see BC as attractive enough for for them to to try to grab them. I think if the Big Ten expands and say the ACC dissolves. They're going to go for the UNCs, the UVAs, those other types of schools. The Big 12 is not an option. The Big BC is not going to the Big 12. Same thing with the, with the SEC. Just not a fit. And honestly, 
when you look at the end of it, there's probably two options for BC. And don't say the Patriot League because that's stupid. I, I know it's a joke with amongst BC fans. I think some BC fans take that seriously. Like BC's going to go to the Patriot League. And that's not going to happen. But what could happen? Say things dissolve. Big Ten does not come calling. You could get a new conference. Say there's a bunch of teams that are not finding homes and they start up a new conference. Say it's like Syracuse, Pitt, pretend Virginia Tech doesn't get an invite somewhere. You got BC. Then maybe you you grab and add some teams from around the country to see if you can create a new conference. That's an option. The other option is the AAC. And I, right now the AAC is not very attractive. They just got poached. They lost UCF. They lost Houston. So it's like, a again, like it's BC a year too late. But you say, say the AAC, you then add, say you add basically those same teams. You had Pitt, you had BC, you had Syracuse. Then you add, you know, I don't know, UConn. <laughs> You're starting to get really desperate to find out who get, who gets there. Maybe hope West Virginia ends up out of the Big 12 at some point. Because then you could basically just recreate the Big East again. And we're back the same. We, <laughs> we're back to the place we were 20 years ago. I guess that would be fine. Those are the those are the options, right? This is why the 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 ACC, if if you want that to happen, has to happen. And then the the, oh, the other option is, and I don't know how this would even work. And and this would probably be my dream option is basically to get a football conference that basically mimics the old Big East, and then go to, but not the big. They wouldn't call it the Big East, or you could, and go back to Big East basketball. I am all on board having BC go back to Big East basketball, playing Georgetown, playing Providence, playing UConn, playing all those schools over and over again. I mean, I I have no um no connection to playing Clemson in basketball or Florida State in basketball. Give me those Providence, give me those St. John's, um those old school rivals with BC. I I would be totally fine with that. But this again is like looking like five steps into the future right now. We're, we're going to continue to watch Amelia Island and see what's going on football wise as these ADs are starting to look. Um, and before we go to our next segment, I have to laugh and it was college football fans get so angry about everything, but I want to laugh because there was so this at least like three or four teams that are part of this magnificent seven. They have absolutely no business like putting up a stink and I put up Boo Kerrigan of NC state, but like, that's like one NC state. Really? You've not won a conference championship in 40 years. You are always like an eight win team. It's just chill. <laughs> Virginia tech, same thing. And I, I already ripped on Miami. I can rip on Miami every week, um, but they have not been relevant in like 25 years. So I laugh at these, like, not that they, they like, again, again, folks, if you're listening, going AJ, BC, 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 I'm not talking as a BC fan. I'm talking about a, someone who covers BC. Okay. I think it's just funny that these other schools are doing that. Okay. Now in our final segment, going to step away from conference realignment for a moment. And I want to look at basketball and maybe one thing 
that I think that could come out of this 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 meeting that could be helpful on a major sport for BC. And I'll get into that in just a moment. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black, editor and publisher, Eagle Insider. Are you an everydayer? Are you someone who listens to Locked On BC every day? Whether it's on your podcast, on YouTube, wherever you get your pod, you know, Sirius XM. Thank you so much. You're the lifeblood of this, and I love each and every one of you. I love getting your messages. I love getting your comments. But thank you so much. Now, <clears throat> there's a bunch of things that be that the ACC commissioner uh, Jim Phillips is going to look at with the ADs. You know, unequal distribution is one of them. But this last segment is to look at one thing that I think is very reasonable for the for BC uh, for the ACC to change, and that is the scheduling and it, it, basically the un uh, the bad look the ACC gets right now in college basketball. And I and I saw Ross Dellinger put this up. I think it was Ross Dellinger that that, um, that tweeted this out. There is an, a major issue with the ACC that's putting them, you know, 20 yards back from the Big Ten when it comes to uh, postseason conference bids. And that's their scheduling. The scheduling for the ACC is basically inherently unfair to them because let's, you basically you look at scheduling for the Big Ten versus the ACC. In basketball, the Big Ten schedules 15 conference games a year. The ACC schedules 20. Now, competitively and RPI-wise, that might be okay. But losses? That guarantees, as a conference, that the ACC is going to have 90 more losses than the Big Ten. Because the Big Ten can use those to schedule whoever they want. Well, that could be Michigan scheduling tough opponents, but it also means that they could also schedule wins in there too. So it might be more beneficial for the ACC to dial back. It, the 20-game 20, 20 ACC schedule's only been around for two or three years now. The ACC needs to go back. Because they need to get more out-of-conference games on that schedule. That'd be great for Boston College, too. Because then you could get more of those regional matchups that I was just talking about. Games against, where well, we have St. John's coming up. But like Georgetown and, and old Big East rivals. You can get all of those on the schedule when you have more slots. And that'll make it easier for a team like Boston College to get their profile higher. You racking like RPI and Ken Palm and all those are great things. But at the end of the day, a lot of this goes down to just wins, getting wins, like being above 500, be, you know, grabbing a bunch of wins that changes the perspective of what other groups, whether it's, you know, tournament um, folks that are setting up tournaments or, fans think of a conference if they're looking at the standings and you're saying well you know there's pit they've lost you know they're below 500 and it's all because they played you know 20 acc games that really ruins the reputation of the of the conference so the acc has gotta gotta go back they gotta dial it back you know maybe take away four or five conference games get yourself back 
to the way the Big Ten is looking right now. And that should get more teams above that that line that makes the conference look better, that gets the top teams higher seeds and those lower teams into, you know, into co- to tournaments. You m- remember that the NIT has a decent reputation, but they want 500 teams, 500 uh, teams that are playing 500 basketball. If your team has just, if your conference has basically just cannibalized itself for two thirds of the season, you know, like last year with BC, they're not going to get into the tournament. They're not going to get, they're not going to be eligible for the NIT, but if BC is allowed to, to win some easier games, then all of a sudden, Hey, now they can be in the NIT that helps the conference that gets more money. Boom. You've got a win right there. This seems like an easy win for the ACC conference and good for a school like BC who needs, they need to be able to schedule themselves um, a little bit uh, more favorably. So that's my thoughts. Now let's open up the comments. I'm a little nervous to see what you guys have to say today because I'm afraid I'm going to be getting hammered, but let's see. All right. No meter green says this is dangerous stuff, AJ, in terms of the conference realizing. I'm really worried if BC is out of the P5, then it jeopardizes my fandom for the future. But again, this is kind of what we deserve for a school not investing enough into this football program. Donors shouldn't have to do it all when Leahy is sitting on more stacks of cash than anyone. John Armstrong says they need to invest big time in their football team. Uh, then <laughs> and John Meter says, I'll burn all my BC gear if we go back to the Patriot League. Uh, Andrew Jones says, man, I have zero faith that Father Leahy and Blake James are the guys to lead us through this. If the ACC dissolves, we're in trouble. Marty Party says, worst case, BC ends in Big 12. Someone will want the the Boston market. I I guess. I don't know. I don't think the Boston market's as valuable as you think. Real, so the Real says, if a conference wants a slice of New England, UConn is a far more attractive option. Uh, I don't think so for football. Basketball, sure, but I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, <laughs> John Armstrong says, when is Father Leahy going to retire? Is there an update? I don't know <laughs> if I knew I would tell you. Um, and then Andrew Jones says also all of these magnificent seven teams need a reality check. If they think they're going to have a better playoff odds in the big 10 or sec Miami or NC state winning the sec sec East. Give me a break. So yeah. Thank you all for commenters. You guys are all awesome. I think you, I was worried to see if I was going to get some uh, nasty comments. I was waiting for the Clemson and Florida state fans. Apparently they come after I post the article, the, the, um, the podcast, but that's always fun, but it is a worrisome time later this week. We're going to have Mitch on our show and Mitch and I are going to talk about some things going into next season that you're going to want to make sure you hear. And we're going to also hopefully have a special announcement coming up soon. Uh, just waiting to hear back on a specific date. Um, and so, that's it for us. Oh, actually, the so I could tell you what the our podcast will be on with Mitch, and it's going to be on three things BC needs to improve on to be good in 2023. You'll want to hear that. Follow me on Twitter at AJBlack247. And you can hit me up on Eagle Insider. Become a member. It's less than a cup of coffee a month if you have not done so already. Have a ton of insider information up there about recruiting. Um, we'll have more coming up. 
And I hope you, if you already are a subscriber, hit it up in the comment section. Tell everyone why it's worth it. Cause I think you guys should become subscribers because I have the best BC content out there. No humble brag included. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you again tomorrow. Take care.